stuff. Uh, I remember going, if y'all didn't know I was in the Navy, I was in the Navy, but the Lord, uh, he let me be by myself for nine years in the United States Navy out in the middle of the ocean, and the last ship I was on, there was a thousand men on there, and trying to go to sleep at night with a thousand men that you don't know who they are, and I, man, I, I sleep like a baby. I probably snored like a freight train too. I didn't really care. Uh, I enjoyed it. You know why? Because I knew that the Lord had me. And if he can't take care of me, I can't be taken care of. So to worry about all this stuff in the world is, is insane. I've had more problems this morning. I had about five problems, major, major problems pop up. Uh, I'm, as a matter of fact, I wasn't supposed to be doing Sunday school here right now. Brother Chris Rue was. So on the way to church this morning, Brother Chris calls me and said, Brother Elliot. I said, yeah. He goes, my car just broke down on 73. I said, hallelujah. And uh, he goes, he says, what do you want me to do? I said, no, nah, brother, what do you want me to do? And I, I'm like, uh, he goes, uh, well, he goes, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to get there. I said, oh, I can get you here. I said, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, he said, uh, I, I said, look, I'll tell you what. He's at exit 73. That's down there at Springboro Pike, uh, uh, Springboro. I said, I'll send somebody down to get you. So me and Bess driving over here in our van. We pull in the parking lot, and Sam is getting out of his car, and him and Faith are getting out of the car. I said, hey, you in the Sam suit, come here. I give him best car keys. I said, go get your mom and dad. Well, I'm afraid of it. I said, don't be afraid. I said, look, I trust you, man. Take my van. Go get your mom and dad. There's five of them. You and Faith sit in the front. There's one, two, three, four, five seats in the back of this thing. Get them here whenever you can. You say, what is it? God already had the thing planned out. He had the guy standing in the parking lot, the van to go get him, had everything ready. Why freak out? You know what the problem is? That we worry about things that never occurred yet. My wife this morning, my mom is still, she's kind of in and out. She doesn't know what she's doing. I'm talking about faith now. I'm talking about faith. My mom's in and out. She, if you call her, she doesn't know. She doesn't know how she got in the hospital. She still don't. This morning she said, I'm in a different room. She's not in a different room. Uh, I said, Mom, you need to trust me. You need to trust me. I said, I'm going to get you out of that hospital. I'm going to bring you up here, and we're going to take care of you and get you back on your feet. Beth's all freaking out. She's coming. She's not coming. I said, look, it's not Wednesday yet. And I said, and you're not driving yet. And she's not in your car yet. I said, so don't worry about it. I said, if she chooses not to come, she's a grown lady. And she could be out of her mind. But that's okay. If she chooses not to come, she don't come. Wednesday, she'll have to figure something else out, man. They're going to boot her out of the rehab facility. So she'll have to figure it out then. Uh, I said, Beth, you're worried about the wrong thing. Does God have it or does he not? He has every facet of your life figured out. If you'll let him figure it out. If you'll let him show you exactly. I tried to preach that Wednesday night about the, the four lepers. If you'll let him show you, sometimes, like those four lepers back in, in the Old Testament, they were outside the gate. They really didn't have no idea when they got to uh, what was going to happen. They are just going to go to eat. That's all they want. We can't eat here. We're going to die. We can't go in. We're going to die. Let's just take a shot in the dark and head out this way. And maybe they'll kill us. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll feed us. Maybe they won't. We don't know what's going to happen. But you look at your options and you do the only thing that's in front of you. You may not know what God's will, perfect will for your life is. Have you ever figured that out yet? Have you ever stopped to think about that? Sometimes he arranges the situations in your life without telling you. And then you only see this is the only option I got. That's why he gave you gray matter between these two ears. So you can think about it and say, look, this is what I've got to do, and I'm going to do this. I don't have nothing else to do, so I'll do that. And in the process of doing that, he guides, trust in the Lord. I'll tell you, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean on thy understanding and all the ways of knowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Sometimes he directs your path, and you don't even know it. Yeah. He opens the doors in front of you, and he, he removes all the other options 
and this is the only one you got, you don't know nothing about that thing, whether that's God's will or not. You just know that's your only option. You take it. You know you got to move. If you don't move, nothing will happen. I'm telling you, brother, this is great. Take your Bibles, go to Genesis chapter 25. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for everything you've ever done and everything you're going to do, and thank you for all the things you're doing right now. Uh, Lord, there's just so much stuff that uh, we, we just need to be... I'm just thankful you're my God. And uh, I can trust you and know that you've got uh, my back. And, and Lord, I may not always have to understand everything. I don't need it. I don't need to understand. I just need to know that you know. And Lord, that you'll get me where I need to be when I need to be there. And then at that moment, you'll open my eyes and I'll see the chariots of fire in heaven. I'll see all that other stuff then. Uh, I don't necessarily need that all the time. Lord, I just need to know that I'm following you. And and uh, Lord, just keep those options uh, to a minimum that I, I can clearly understand which way to go. And uh, Father, if you'll just do that, we'll praise you and honor you. I'll praise you and honor you. Lord, I'm, I'm just thankful to be saved. I uh, can't, still can't, can't understand why you would do that for me, but you did. Well, what a blessing. It's been 43 years of the best time of my life, and it's getting better all the time. Uh, Lord, uh, what's wrong with us, a lot of us, is we've never got to the place where we just trusted you and watched you do things that only you can do. And, Lord, you gave us the privilege to see it. Lord, bless the Sunday school lesson this morning, and uh, we'll praise you on you in Jesus' precious holy name. If Brother Chris gets here in time, I may uh, stop the meeting, or stop the meeting, <laughs> stop the uh, Sunday school lesson, because I can stop it just about anywhere. I've been in Genesis for, uh, Mike says, three years. I don't know. It's, I didn't know it was that long. Uh, but I, I felt Brother Reinhardt's been in, in uh, Job for uh, uh, two or three years, five years or whatever, and he's just like a chapter three, so I'm good. Uh, I mean, I, that's, I'm good at this thing. So uh, verse 23 says, And the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb. So uh, we, I was talking about Calvinism last time, and Calvinism is a strange thing. A lot of people, uh, you know, I'm telling you, brother, you got the, the walk is yours, by the way. It's, it's nobody else's. It's yours. It's always been yours. Uh, it is not my walk. Uh, you don't need me to be a spiritual giant. So you that's what's wrong with Catholics. I had a brother ask me yesterday. He said, you know, he said, what do you do about this and this? Thing? I said, well, first of all, the Catholic Church is, is messed up. I was born and raised Roman Catholic. I, I went to the Catholic schools. I know a little bit about the Catholic Church. I was ordained. I was ordained. <laughs> I was confirmed. I had my first communion. I, I've done so many different uh, go to Saturdays and go to confessions. I've said the rosary so many times I wore the beads off a couple of them. I said, come on now. I mean, I know what a Catholic church does. They're phony. They're fake. What they've done is when the Jewish, when Jesus Christ died on that cross 2,000 years ago, the Jewish religion, as, as far as the world is concerned and the Gentiles are concerned, stopped right there. And Jesus Christ come up out of the ground three days later, and a New Testament started. That's what I'm under. The Roman Catholic Church went back past the cross, went to where the Jews left off, and then they started taking it off that way. That's why they have priests. You don't need a priest. I got a high priest. He's in heaven. I don't need, he says, come boldly under the throne of grace. I don't need to ask anybody anything. I can go ask him. You don't either. Now, there's a place where you got to, it says, you got to learn certain things. Paul says, be ye followers of me as I am of Christ. So you got to follow somebody for a time. But after a while, you should get enough knowledge in your head that you can do it. And no matter where God sticks you on this planet, you can do it. You can stand against the wiles of the devil. You can do it. If you got to run, run. I like that. He says, run if you have to. There had no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation make a way except that ye may be able to bear it. Sometimes you might have to run. Run. That's gray matter still in your head is an option. 
I like my options. I like options. Give me options. And then I like to whittle them down and whittle them down and get all, throw all the other ones out that don't matter. And like, this is the one I'm going to do. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to let nobody else tell you. I'll tell you one thing. There's not a person in this room. I'm going to let you tell me what to do. You ain't going to do it. And if this isn't where you want to be, fine. Go find yourself another church. You ain't going to do it here. You know why you ain't going to do it here? Because I'm following what Jesus Christ told me. And I've done learned, I got the t-shirt, that when I don't do what he tells me to do, it don't work out too good for me. So I'm going to do it my way, not yours. Amen. <laughs> Sorry, can't help you. Well, uh, oh, Brother Mike, I owe you an apology. In front of the whole church, I'm going to apologize. I put the furnace in and we poured the pad out here. That's all pad okay, so the furnace is up there. Funny as anything, though, I'm glad you weren't here. I was up here, I said, I smart, I'm going to go up here and do this all by myself. I had to come along, man. You ought to see me getting that thing up in the sky. I got it up there. But the one came out, came out really, it just fell right through the roof, ceiling, and hit the ground. <laughs> I was dismantling it, and I kept dismantling it, and it just got out of my control and, and got away. But it was pretty much just the, the housing when it was all done. But I said, boy, if Mike was here, he would be laughing at me and telling me all kinds of crazy things. And, and I said, I'm sure glad nobody was here but him, but me and you, Lord. And I, I fixed everything. You can't tell uh, that ever came through the ceiling back there, but the new one's in, the pad's poured, a few things, and we'll have the AC. We're just going to change the AC out. When you sit there and start looking at things, you say, Lord, I was belly aching the whole day. Uh, and then I'm like, well... At least I'm doing this. It keeps me out of trouble somewhere else. You know, sometimes, brethren, you just do what's in front of you. That's all you can do. Jacob is sitting here. Uh, uh, Rachel, Rebecca is sitting here. And, and the Lord says there's two nations in your womb. Now, he did not make that comment till there was two babies in her belly. All right. So when Calvin says, or when they say tulip, and, and you're predestined before the foundation of the world, that's a lie. God never does anything that we don't set that up just so y'all get that feeling you're in a concert or anything. It's just it's broken. I haven't got time to take a look at it yet. But, but God did not say all that so that you could say, okay, I'm, I'm predestined. No, what he does is he shows you all through your Bible. That's why you read your Bible. Uh, man, I got to start Genesis again today. Well, actually yesterday, the first. I uh, finished my Bible uh, the 30th, started Jan uh, July the 1st, got, got into Genesis. I'm up to Genesis chapter 6 now. Uh, you, man, I tell you what, this is the greatest thing in the whole wide world. You know what God did? He built the universe again. And in the universe, he put, the earth was in there. There was a body of water out there. Brethren, I'm telling you what, why, why do you try to take care of problems? Why, why would we even do that? Uh, I've never built a universe yet. He did. Uh, I've never, the, the earth was here before that. Uh, you know what, I, I got another nugget out of my Bible today. I thought it was cool as anything. Uh, I just watch how God does great things. He sits there and there's fish. And he, said, he tells the fish to fill the earth. Then he tells, tells, the, tells Adam to replenish the earth. I'm sitting there going, he tells these guys to fish. I already knew this, but he tells them to, to fish just to fill the earth because you were never here before. But here's Adam. There was somebody like you. He said, let us make man in our image, our language. Then he goes, now he's become as one of us to know the difference between good and evil. Man, man there was somebody between God and Adam that looked just like these two did then, which was the devil and the fallen angels, and they got kicked out. I'm sitting there going, Lord, this thing is a nugget. This thing is, a, is a, a gold mine, a treasure of what's going on on this planet. And most people never catch the idea that God is in control of the thing. I'm like, Lord, I can't make the sun and the moon. And you make the stars also, like it's an afterthought. I said, I can't do none of that stuff. I said, that means I can't even figure the thing out. I'm not even going to try to figure it out. I'm going to let him do it. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to wake up this morning... 
and I'm going to come to church thinking Chris Rue's going to do Sunday school. And then on the way here, I found out he's not. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do Sunday school. Amen. If I had to just sit up here for a half hour, 45 minutes, talk. I will do Sunday school. Why? Because that's, that's, there's, that's the only option. I'm telling you, brother, we, we worry about the other thing. He's telling her, you got two kids in your room, two nations. He's not talking about the kids at this time. Well, he's talking about the kids, but he's talking about down the future. One of these kids is going to go that way. One of them is going to go this way. I'm going to let you know what's going to happen. But they were not predestined. That was not even mentioned until they were in the womb. Now the Lord says, I know the end from the beginning. So he goes all the way out to the end. He's already out the end, by the way. I don't, brother, time is a bubble to me. It's just a bubble. If you had a bubble, man, and you're like a big old balloon, we're inside this thing called time. God's outside that thing. He's in eternity. He can do whatever he wants. He can walk around inside the balloon, look at it, say, yep, 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 yep. That's what Mike's going to do. Oh, 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 here's Mike getting born right here. I'm nothing until I get born. Once I get born, then go to Psalm 138. So once, uh, 139, 139, 139. You can't, man, you can't. Oh, I'm telling you, brother. This, you know why you read your Bible? So you brainwash yourself. Uh, that's what I did. I just figured out I'm going to brainwash myself with something. Uh, that's why I was a good tech, because you know what? I brainwashed myself with tech manuals. Uh, I just believed the book. I believed it back there. The Lord said, hey, if you, you moron, if you believe the book when it comes to fixing a piece of equipment, why don't you believe the book when it comes to me? Amen. Yeah, if you're going to believe all these books that you got out here, you know what? I had to correct all those books, too, when I first got to the first place. Uh, there was all kinds of corrections on the floor that were over the years were meant to go into books, but never, nobody ever put them in. And I got to put all those corrections in and make the books right. I don't have to do that with this one. This one was already right when I got it. I'll just pick it up and read it. 139, Psalm 139. Oh, Lord. <laughs> David is, is an amazing man. If you want to learn some things, read about David. Oh, Lord, that has searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down cities and mine uprisings. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compass my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. He knows everything you're going to do. You're going to do something wrong here, he knows you're going to do it wrong. Don't think, you're, don't think you're going to do anything and get, get away with it. You can't do it. For there is not a word, verse 4, there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. This book is too great. <laughs> I'm telling you the greatest thing you'll ever have. You, there's nothing on this planet that's going to beat this book. Nothing. Nothing. Other than Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, there's nothing on this planet that man has made that's going to beat this book. You can't do it. Can't do it. Thou hast beset me behind and before, laid thy hand upon me, verse 5. Such knowledge as 6 is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain to it. Don't ever try to be perfect. Uh, just realize this book is far beyond all of us, and uh, the Lord already knows your frame and your dust. He says, if I ascend up into heaven, uh, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. So you're not going to get away from him. You might as well just surrender. Uh, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. He's going to guide and direct you if you let him. But you got to realize that you can't do it. Uh, if it goes even, uh, verse 11, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me. You ever been in a place where you thought it was just pitch black, dark around you, and it's all over? If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night uh, shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, and darkness and, and the light are both alike to thee. 
For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. David wasn't even thought about till he was in the womb. But David got, once I'm in the womb, I'm David. That's why abortion is wrong. God knows those babies. When they become babies, and they, they, I believe a baby at the moment, I told everybody this before, I'll tell it again. I believe the moment that umbilical cord attaches to the woman's uterus, that baby starts sucking air off the mom, and she matches, or the baby matches what uh, he breathed in him, the breath of life, and he became a living soul. The moment that baby starts drawing air off the outside through the mother, then I believe that baby right there becomes a living soul. I believe right there, not at conception, I believe however long it takes that umbilical cord to come out of there and attach, that's what I believe. Now, I could be totally wrong. I could get to heaven and the Lord said, Mike, you're an idiot. Uh, that's fine. But i got to stand on something. That's what I'm going to stand on. That's the only place I can science, put everything together, and make it work right there. It seems to work right there. Uh, I said, okay, I'll stay there. That means that if, if that's the case, when, whenever that point occurred, David became a living soul, and the Lord knew him in the womb. Amen. He said he knew me in the womb. It wasn't when I was coming out of the womb. It was in the womb. So these two boys, back in Genesis 25... Uh, Esau and Jacob are in Rebekah's womb, and the Lord says, I know them. Now that they're conceived, and now that they're real, and they're, they're right there in your womb, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to these two. You want some faith? I'll show you some faith. You want some trust in God? I'll show you some trust in God. He made a choice about those two boys. You know what he just told you? Both of those kids are going to live a long time. Now, you can believe whatever you want to believe. God just told you something, and he just blew over like, he says the two, let's go back to the verse. And the Lord said unto her, two nations, not just two boys, two nations are in your womb. These boys are going to grow up, and they're going to live long, and they're going to start a nation, each one of them. One of them is going to be the uh, Edomites, and one of them is going to be the Israelites. And it's just going to happen. God, God, he told Paul, he said, I'm going to show him what great things he has to suffer for my name's sake. And he, has, he says, you've got to go to Rome, and you're going to have to talk to them guys in Rome. And so it doesn't matter what Paul, you know, I think why Paul went to Jerusalem, it doesn't matter to him at all anyways. He's going to Rome. And if I go to Jerusalem, that's just a, a step in my way to Rome. He did some things maybe he shouldn't have done, uh, whatever. You can go on the Queen Mary too, or you can go on the prison bars. Whichever way you want to go, you're going to Rome. You know what that is? That's God's... Uh, foreknowledge in your life knowing exactly what's going to happen so if he knows about these two boys and he knows about Paul and he knows that Jesus Christ was predestined before the foundations of the world if he knew all that then he knows what's going to happen in your life and you can trust him you can trust him he goes and the one people shall be stronger than the other people and the elder shall serve the younger so that means the elder amen brother the elder is going to be here and the elder is going to be Esau and he says Esau is going to serve the younger. You know, Esau didn't know that till he was a, a grown man. He didn't understand that till uh, Isaac made the uh, uh, he made he made the uh, the guess or the the prediction or the blessing. He gave Jacob the blessing. Jacob went in there and lied and told his daddy something that he should have never told him. He said, I'm, "I'm Esau," and he put hairy stuff on. His mom helped him lie. Uh, that doesn't make it right. However, God hid that from Isaac, and Isaac did not realize that was Jacob, or he realized it was Jacob and already knew that that was God's uh, foreordained uh, place that Isaac, Jacob was going to be, and that's it. Because if, if Rebekah went and told Isaac, said, Isaac, man, uh, you know, the Lord said there's two nations in my womb, and the younger is going to serve the elder, 
then Isaac, he could have already known all that. I don't know. It doesn't say that in the scriptures. It just says that he did what he did, and, and Jacob lied about it. The Lord has no trouble speaking to anyone. I said this last week. I'll say it again. Uh, he can talk to you just as well as he can talk to me. You don't need a Catholic priest to go to confession, and the priest tells you to go out there and say five Our Fathers and 47 Hail Marys, and do this and do this and do this, and for penance, do that. I don't need that. Uh, I, got, I got the Lord Jesus Christ. So do you. Amen. There, is, there is no excuse for, for me to step between you and God. Unless you actually ask me to pray for you or something of that nature. I got it. But, but when it, there has to come a point in your life. Uh, great men, uh, Hudson Taylor, any one of them. Uh, I like George Mueller. All them guys. They prayed and they talked to the Lord. They had relationships with God. It's called relationship. It's, it, you got to have a fellowship with Jesus Christ. You have to have that. You can never decide or figure out who you are until you get that. The moment you got that, you will. So with that said... Uh, two nations are in your womb. Since this cannot be a literal statement, it is apparent that to all that Esau represents one nation, Jacob the other. And that's exactly what it is. The prophecy quoted in, uh, this prophecy is quoted in uh, Romans 9.12, is not given to after, after those two boys are conceived. Calvinism is a farce. If you, if you would look at it, it makes sense in a, in a, because God is all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's all this stuff. And he knows the end from the beginning. So could he, theoretically, at the beginning of, of everything, before he ever made heaven and earth, before he made Lucifer, before he made all the angels, when it's just the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, could he, yes, he could have, way back here, brother, thank you very much, he could have went way, way back here and said, okay, this is what's going to happen, and I can write a Bible. And as a matter of fact, I will just hand a copy of the King James 1611 Bible to Adam, when I breathe in him, the breath of life, he becomes a living soul. He stands up on the ground, and he's got the book of God, the word of God in his hands, and it would have been done right there. But he didn't do that. What he did was he waited and waited and waited for key points to happen that he knew was going to happen, and when they happened, he did certain things. And when he sits there and says, in, Rebecca, in your womb is two, two nations. There's two boys in your womb. He did not make that comment until after those two kids were in there. That blows predestination of you and me out of the window unless you get predestined in Christ. Christ was predestined before the foundation of the world. When they were back here before there was anything, they said, what are we going to do? This is what we're going to do. And the Lord says, I'll do it. And we go and I'll go like this and I'll become a man. But we got to start this thing and this is how we're going to do it. And the whole thing was laid out before the foundation of the world. It was predestined that he would come out here. And in 4,000 years after creation of the, the universe, he would sit there. He said, you really believe the universe was created? Yeah, I believe the universe is 6,000 years old right now. Amen. I do not believe the earth is 6,000 years old. I believe the earth was in the heaven, like Peter said over there, bouncing in and out of the water at the top of the deep for some amount of time. How much? 15 minutes? I don't know. But it was out there. And then when Satan sinned, Lucifer sinned, he shoved that body of water out, that earth out in the middle of a body of water. Then he opened the expanse. That's Genesis chapter 1, man. I mean, that's fifth grade reading. People sit there, well, I don't, I can't. That's because you're thinking. You need to quit thinking and just believe what he said. When you think, you mess the whole thing up. Because now all of a sudden you're adding your thoughts into this process. It don't work. Uh, I got a note here that says, and this is, this is right from Dr. Roman. And this is important. As John Calvin and other deluded souls have used the birth of Jacob and Esau to bolster the idea of election is eternal. It is not eternal. Your election, you were not elected till you got in Christ. 
I got elected on the back porch of Louisville, Kentucky in 1980. I trusted Jesus Christ. I, found, I went back through time somewhere, and I found a cross. And on that cross, I thank Catholic Church for that. They did teach me about Jesus Christ. They did teach me about uh, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They did teach me that Mary was a virgin uh, woman and she had a baby. Uh, they did teach me that Jesus Christ rose up through there. That's about all they taught. Uh, they taught me that Peter was uh, the first pope, which I never believed that. Uh, and they, they went through all this other stuff, and I said, I got a basis, a, a foundation of some stuff I believe. And I said, now, God says, let's, let's correct some of that. And he starts correcting it for me. And when he starts correcting, I'm like, okay, yeah, that does kind of sound stupid, doesn't it? Yep, that's stupid. Throw it out. So I said, hey, let's do this. I'm going to throw everything out, and I'll bring back in what I can find in the Bible. And one day I got on the back porch, and I trusted Jesus Christ, and I found that cross back there, and I said, you did it right there. You paid for all the sins. Uh, you did it. You did it. And, and I haven't done it yet. But you said, if, if, you said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. That's what you said. I said, that's what you said. That's, I didn't need no Catholic priest to teach me that. I didn't know. My uncle's a Southern Baptist preacher. I used to go talk to him all the time. And, and I would not walk in his house. That's a long-haired, hippie druggie. I would walk in his house. I said, Rolf, what does this mean right here? And he said, well, Mike, that means this. See you later. Bye, man. Jump my Mustang, drive 20 miles back over to the house. I jump in my car and drove, would you do that? I was lost. And I would get in a 68 Mustang, shoot 20 miles across the town to get an answer out of a Bible. That, and I wouldn't even walk in the man's house. I said, Rolf, what does that mean? I can't even tell you how many times I did that. He said, Mike, that means this. Thank you. I'd get back in my car and drive back. A, that's almost an hour trip. He said, Mike, why are you the way you are? Because I trust him. Amen. I don't trust you, my uncle, or nobody else. I found something I can trust that'll get me through life right there. Yeah, this is supposed to be Sunday school, man. This is not supposed to be preaching. I don't, I don't know what happened here. <laughs> I just like this book, man. It's the craziest book in the whole wide world. I mean, this thing tells you you're no good. I'm talking about me now. It tells me I'm no good. I stink. And I laugh about it. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny because I know he knows. You know, when somebody can name your sins and just lay them out in front of you, I mean, after a while, you're like, okay, man, what do you do with that thing? And he goes, you get right. If you confess your sins, I'm faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Do you believe that? I said, yeah, I believe that. He said, well, confess him, you moron. I said, yes, sir, I'll do that. <laughs> and then you just start laughing, and then that joy starts coming back in your soul, and you move on. You know what? we got to grow, man. These two boys are going to have to come out of there growing. Calvin, what so many people out there is they want to prove themselves right and they want to go to the Bible without understanding the, the Bible. I, I thank God I asked him to direct my steps, and he directed me right under a, a man called Peter S. Ruckman, Dr. Peter S. Ruckman. And he said, Mike, this is where I want you to learn the Bible from. Because that guy had no ulterior motive in my life. He told me time and time again, he goes, I want you to get out of here and go do something for Jesus. I don't want you to stay here. I want you to get out of here and go do something for Jesus. He did not want numbers in his life. When I start hearing people trying to get numbers and trying to get numbers and numbers and numbers, then there's a problem with me. I don't mind numbers. I don't mind two or three. I don't mind anybody's here that want to be here to serve Jesus Christ. I have no problem with that. But when somebody goes out and tries to create a work and, and compromise, you're going to have to compromise everything you believe to do that, by the way. Because to get certain people in, you're going to have to, you can't say, you can't say that God hates queers. You can't say faggots are wrong and lesbians are wrong. You can't say that uh, the Democrats, no, I can't even say that. <laughs> Some of y'all might be Democrats, might get mad at me. Uh, you can't say the Republicans are wrong. You can't say politics is wrong. 
For somebody to come up and want to kiss my baby, number one, I wouldn't ever put a baby in front of a politician to kiss him. I mean, that, that's like, man, I mean, that's like handing it over to the devil. Uh, them guys have to lie, cheat, steal, do everything that they can do to get in office. And, brother, that's what this world wants us to do. I just ain't going to do it. I refused to do that a long time ago. I said I'm not going to do it. I never wanted to be a chief in the United States Navy because I didn't want to become part of that good old boys club. I had, a, I had an old, gnarly senior chief, man, probably one of the greatest uh, master chiefs I ever met in my life. Uh, and that guy right there asked me how in the world I made chief. He said, how in the world did you get through? And I'm looking at him like, I uh, took the test and passed it. Uh, I got a bunch of medals. Uh, I got lots of points. He goes, no, we stop people like you. I'm like, you stop people like me? I said, what, what am I? Have I got like a disease or something? He said, we don't let Christians get through like you. Because you won't shut your mouth. If I would, if, you know, if the Lord would have brought me up under that guy, I would have never probably made E4. However, the Lord moved me around to the side over here and kind of brought me up to the side of this thing. And I got around a bunch of guys that the Lord liked. And, and then he used them guys to teach me some things. And I learned from them. And I got, when I, by the time I got out here and got back into the mainstream of the Navy, it was too late. I was already there. There was nothing anybody could do to stop it. You can't stop God. I mean, brethren... You know what you do? I've been in this thing for 43 years. I'm telling you, you got to trust God. Amen. You cannot go with what you see and you hear. Because if you do, it's going to discourage you. No, you go by what is actually occurring at the moment. Because as long as you have moments, God can change anything. He, can't change, he ain't going to change the past. But he can use the past to show you the future. That Hey, just chill out, man, and wait. Wait, I say on the Lord. Wait. Brother Chris, I'm going to shut up right here, and I'll let you come. Have you got okay? Then well, I'll just keep going. You want to do it, or you want me to keep going? We'll do the, the short. Hey, we'll do the short one, man. I need that laptop up here. He's got. He's going to bring it up here.